On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about finally the playoffs are here for the Green Bay Packers as they host the 49ers. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform choice to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone, Cubs, touchdown! Unbelievable! Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Yo, 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 yo. It's here. It's finally here. Is everybody is. feeling uh, engaged this week? Oh. <laughs> oh. Hell yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Gibbs, an engaged man. Sorry, ladies. All, the, all those ladies that listen to this podcast. Sorry, ladies. Yeah, we no longer have wags of the, the podcast. It's all uh, dubs. Yeah, he's yeah. Taken. <laughs> Congrats, Josh. That. And now we got to start the ladies at the pod. They don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh let's uh let's start off with this. Uh there was a lot of hope that there could be some decent games in the opening weekend in the playoffs. And I know we shouldn't be taking playoff football for granted because we were about a month away from not having any football at all for months, and I do not include the USFL into that scheme of things. That wasn't a very good weekend, right? Like, did that make you feel more confident in the Packers' chances of doing well, or did it give you more hesitation of nobody really wanted to show up at least one team in every single matchup? Yeah, I stayed the same. I was let down that, what is it, five out of six matchups had like a 25-point lead at one point or another. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for a good a good uh, weekend of football because it was uh, snowing out by us, so we had a, a nice snow day on Sunday, and no entertaining football outside of Dak. <laughs> good old Dak giving us some entertainment. Um, but it didn't change my opinion. Like, the good teams look good. The bad teams showed their flaws. Moving on to this week. Yeah, I, I, was, I was shocked, honestly, uh, how unprepared some teams looked. Uh, I, I feel like some people just forgot that, oh, we made the playoffs, but we actually have to do something once we're in it. Um, it, it just blew me away, and it really shows, uh, you know, who – Who's who in the coaching world, I feel, you know, you can really tell, I mean, how the Rams came out, you know, over top of the Cardinals. I mean, that is coaching to a T. Like he knew what he was doing. He knew where they could execute well and they did it. Um, so it, same with the 49ers at, at the beginning of the game coming out hot. I mean, that's coaching and, and it's it was fun to watch. But, yeah, it was blowout city. I, I, I'm hoping for some better games. It was interesting. Because, oh, go ahead. These will be better games, like all four yes. games. I'm so excited to watch. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because obviously the last podcast we had a conversation of who we wanted to face this round. We knew without a doubt, although Tampa really did not want to pull away from the Eagles, uh, we knew it was going to be an NFC West team. I just didn't think, especially when you look at it now, the remaining three, I'd almost prefer to face Tampa Bay this round if it was possible because the Rams for the entire game looked absolutely outstanding on every aspect of their game. 
And the 49ers probably played the best first half of football on the weekend. So it's it's one of those where it's just like, man, you know, whenever playoffs become uh, come around, it's the cliche of, well, you know, every team's a good team. The path is harder. Uh, but, man, I, I tell you what, there was some upsets that could have been brewing that didn't quite make it there. And there was a lot of injuries. So if anything, having that number one seed, when you saw who was going down at random points in games, it's just that's that's what it's all about. So perfect transition. Yeah, let's, because let's not forget people are afraid of us, too, and we're getting healthy. Correct. And that's the that's the crazy thing is um, Bakhtiari and Myers obviously played in the Detroit game. They're back now. Z is officially back. Jair is officially back, and although we say that, uh, we no longer God. have Kiki. Surprised? Totally yeah. surprised. Yeah, very, very surprised. Yeah, whatever's whatever's going on, physical or mental, hope he uh, finds the help he needs. And yeah, knows we love is, you, Kiki. But... Wish you well. Yeah, he always seemed like he was one or two steps away from being a, a serious threat on the inside, and yeah. And it's just it is what it is. But um, yeah, I like the immediate analysis of like, well, this is because they're bringing back Zedarius. It's like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. he's a pretty good player. One else yeah. would have been let go before that. <laughs> yeah. Guess. Yeah. So unfortunate. I'd hopefully whatever he's going through, uh, he can get through it and find the help he needs. Uh, but uh, yeah, at least we're getting some guys back to help against the the rush and pass rush. Goodies all over the field. Um, I know 49ers coming out of their game against Dallas. There's a lot of people wondering where they were at in terms of Warner's ankle, Bosa's head. Both were at practice, although Bosa was helmetless, but he was at least running around and, and involving himself in everything non-contact. So I would have the assumption that while the 49ers are banged up, and we'll get to some other players uh, in a second, Everybody, they'll have everybody. Packers will have just about everybody outside of MVS. It's going to be a a true, let's see how these boys can play on a Saturday night in Lambeau. But let's turn our attention to this game, which everybody I saw was freaking out at the fact that it was the San Francisco 49ers. Nobody on this podcast wanted to deal with them. So then I started looking back. Yes, the 49ers have won the last three playoff matchups, including... One where a Colin Kaepernick was quarterback and ran for two touchdowns and 181 yards against the Packers in a 45-31 victory. But the good news is the Packers are 4-2 and two in the last six overall games. And in the last 11 games at Lambeau Field, the Packers have beat the 49ers nine times. Which brings us this beautiful Saturday night game at Lambeau. And let's talk about this offense of the San Francisco 49ers first. Uh, a different running back from the last time we played them. The same Debo guy and a questionable banged up Jimmy Garoppolo behind center. So how do we feel about Jair's presence coming back? Z's presence coming back? And can we control this running game whatsoever? Josh, Josh, Josh. This all comes down to coaching, doesn't it? Like, we yeah. got the guys. We got the Jimmys and the Joes. We need the X's and the O's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, I, I think you're right. I, I First of all, I think this is going to be a very, very close game. Um, like like you said, that they, they have talent, and, and they're learning how to use, even though Debo Samuel, everyone has known Debo's good, they're using him in even better ways. And, and, it, and I went back and looked at some of the, the past uh, few weeks of him and getting involved in all areas of the game. He is amazing, and how they create space for him is amazing. It's a lot of blocking downfield, wide receivers getting in on blocks, fullbacks getting in on blocks. It's very impressive how they're doing it. Um, I am scared, but and I think they're going to score, you know. But I just think we're going to score more. Yeah, watching their offense um, always keeps you on your toes. Like you never feel comfortable against this offense so that's why i say it's x's and o's because it's going to be the way the coaches scheme this up it's not going to be like oh the the strength of our edge you know just dominated them because they have counters to everything they know what they're good at they know themselves they're well coached uh they they obviously there's been some clips that come out about 49ers practice and it looks like they have fun while they practice but there's some buy-in across the team, across the locker room to do your job and to steal a, a Belichick ism. Uh, but you got guys like Ayuk and Juszczyk and Kittle that will one-on-one win a block oftentimes against guys that are bigger than them. And it creates an offensive scheme that every guy has got to be solid in their gap integrity and in their tackling. So some of the things that they love to do, you know, beyond just running the ball are, like these counter motions, these jet sweeps, these traps, these wham concepts where just the slightest of a fake step, right? Juszczyk lined up at fullback. He'll take a step to the right and make it look like a sweep. There was a great article that came out that instead of Garoppolo coming back to hand off the ball, they had him toss the ball because the linebackers read that as sweep motion as opposed to off tackle. So they toss the ball for an off tackle to get the linebacker to go a half step wider than he should but at the same time, everyone's got this motion going right, and then the right tackle is actually doing a pull block over to the left side to get the one guy left on the on the weak side, right? So that one guy's got to make the play. The safety's got to come down, fill, and make a tackle. One thing goes wrong there, and it's a touchdown. And we, we've seen them do that. We saw Debo Samuel do it against the Cowboys last week. Uh, you need to be sound. You, like you, you don't have to be, you know, ungodly like stronger than everybody else and you know like Devondre Campbell doesn't have to buy himself just be a game wrecker that'd be great if he wants to be but you need to be sound to beat this offense and put the ball in Garoppolo's hands you know the the game they destroyed us that we're all fearful about he threw the ball eight times you got to get into an early lead and make them throw the ball more because that running game gets going and here we go we got a shootout and that's the interesting thing and I'm glad we kind of touched on it in different ways Debo, you look at these last four wins by the San Francisco 49ers where they definitely have turned around it in the latter part of the season. A month ago, they played the Falcons. He had six carries. Then they played the Texans. He had seven carries. Then they played the Rams, and he had eight carries. And last week, first the Cowboys in the playoffs, he had 10 carries. If you don't think we are going to see end arounds and mismatches all over the field with Debo just sprinting across that line back and forth to get him with the ball in his hands in any way possible, it it is going to happen. And you are going to be sick of hearing the name Debo Samuels the entire game because he is he's 
The reason oh, yeah, that they have oh, been, yeah, you are. <laughs> the reason they've been successful in this late run is equally correlated to the fact that he has touched the ball more times and it hasn't necessarily been through receiving. He had three catches for 38 yards, but then he had 10 carries for 72 yards against the Cowboys. He is now a threat at every possible position that they put him in. So I, I, that's the part that worries me because the Lions ate us alive as soon as they did any kind of trickery. And it could literally just be a, an, yep, a quick player. end around. And that's the that's the the worry that I have is you cannot tell me Shanahan, as smart as he is, isn't watching that Detroit game. Granted, I understand that we were playing with a, a B minus squad. I get it. But the fact that we are so aggressive sometimes, and that goes for Stokes, that goes for Jair, that goes for Campbell in some ways, we need to be okay reading and developing the play because they will burn us alive if we let them. Yep. Well, yep. yep. That's so, right so, on point. So, Josh, do you think we're pulling a safety down to help against the run, or do you think we're just going to come out of the gate with our tried and true too deep coverage and see what happens? I, I say, I say, you 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 try to start, you know, tried and true, uh, you know, at least at least faking tried and true and like creating some blitzing and some, you know, after after snap, you know, miss movement, um, but. I think you have to make Jimmy G beat us. That that's the way you beat the 49ers. Jimmy G has found his role right now and he's in a groove. He understands that he doesn't have to do too much. He needs to let these great athletes around him do it for him. And then when George Kittle gets open, you know, down the middle of the field because everybody's watching Debo run in the backfield, he he gets his one or two big throws of the game. Um so you have to create just mass chaos up front for Jimmy G and make them throw the ball and get in his face. Like I think that's the recipe for our defense. You have to stop the run though. If they get any kind of run and they're averaging six yards a run, there's just no way that you will be able to stop the 49ers offense. Yep. And, and let's build off of that. The run game gets going. You commit a safety or you start playing with, you know, Barnes is on the field more than he normally is at middle linebacker. Well, then what they love to do, you know, beyond all the trickery that, you know, the the uh, next level, the next gen analysis guys throw out there is something as simple as like the delay concept where a guy like Kittle will fake run block and release in a way that the defender thinks he just got off of Kittle somehow and starts attacking the running back or the play action, or he thinks he's got Garoppolo and Kittle's running wide open. So I think one of the biggest things that's not being talked about because Jair is back and that's the highlight is Chan and Sullivan coming back from injury and being able to play this weekend. Uh, because a lot of times what we see, you know, it's always a team concept. We don't, we don't have shadow concepts where, you know, Jair's on a guy all day or, or Stokes is on a guy all day, but, in big situations, we see Sullivan on the tight end quite a bit. So Devondre will get his chance against him. Amos will get his chance against him. Hopefully we don't put Savage against Kittle all that often. But I think having Chandon Sullivan as an option to help out on Kittle provides that extra corner, right? If we got Jair in for the majority of the snaps, Stokes, King, and then Chandon lining up to help out on Kittle, maybe on passing downs instead of Barnes, you got Sullivan in there. I think that's going to be just the slightest little 
uh, ability we have due to healthiness. <laughs> it's poorly worded, yeah. but I, th- I, I think I, it's I, not being talked about enough that Sullivan's there to help us in that underneath passing game. Yeah, and I hate to say this, but I sort of like this 49ers offense. Like, they're fun to watch. Yeah, sh- shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Also, this is the point in the time where I know he listens every week. Savage, stop what you're doing. <laughs> stop what you're doing and listen to my voice right now. You are going to have a chance at an interception. Oh, yeah. Please, please, for the love Two of hands. God, two hands on the ball and catch it. Two hands. That is the craziest Pick thing. six, baby. Last time it's, I was coached, just like make a window, let the ball go into the window, <laughs> close your hands. If I'm remembering, fingertips together. I really, I just really do feel that we are going to um, ratchet it up, and we are going to find our opportunities to get the sacks and force Jimmy G's literal hand to throw the football. He was asked, "What is his, his thumb hurt more of his uh, shoulder?" And he said, "Yes, he is banged up." He's hurt. Here's some, yep. here's some stats for you. Turnover uh, margins, Packers plus 13, San Francisco minus four. Huge, huge difference. And Jimmy Garoppolo has never in his NFL career played a game under 40 degrees. And ladies and gentlemen, it could be floating with wind chill around 12 on Saturday night. So, yeah, but mm, like he grew up in Illinois, he played at Eastern Illinois, he's played in cold weather. I think it's more so that they're not practicing in the cold weather this week. And with a bum hand and shoulder, that stuff's going to get tightened. That's going to get – I'm just saying this feels like one of those games. And and I want to say it was the Rams uh, last year that it just felt cold and they didn't feel ready. And it's – we talk about that West Coast tripping and them going back to Dallas – up to San Francisco, back to Wisconsin. It's a lot of traveling going on. I grit the professionals first class, yada, yada. But it does take its toll. And then you step off a plane and it's 10 degrees outside. I think it's something fun to be had. Regardless, Jimmy will give you three or four balls this game. Uh, he might only throw the ball 24 times anyways. But this is an opportunity that the Packers, if they can say, guess what? We're relying on stopping Mitchell containing the edges and letting Jimmy give us the ball to at least create a, a two plus two turnover ratio for this game. It will be huge for this offense that we know sometimes the thing that they need to kickstart is purely getting turnovers and starting around midfield. That's a huge part of sometimes these games, Green Bay just struggle, struggles, boom, then they're out and running because of where they are in field position. So I hope Jimmy gives us some, some presence like Baker did about a month ago, but man, it's going to be really, really interesting. That uh, keep your eye out should come from Jimmy's right side, from the left side of the defense. Mm-hmm. Mike McGlinchey's not at right tackle. And if we can flash back to week three, these two guys are still playing. Kenny Clark pushed around Alex Mack at center quite a bit. Uh, so yeah. both in the run game, Kenny have a day. But from a pass rush perspective, like don't be shocked if we line up you know, Ray Sean, Zadarius, and Kenny all on the right side and leave Preston to deal with Trent Williams on the left side because Trent Williams is a top-tier left tackle. I think the pressures are going to come from the right side right in his face, and that's going to be huge. Both in the run and the pass, it's going to come from the right side. They're running outside. If they run up the middle, I'll be so shocked. Run If they don't, yeah. Yeah, their thing is is off-tackle and counter-concepts, absolutely. I'm glad that we talked about running because I wanted to switch gears to this offense for the Packers. Last time they met 
A.J. Dillon touched the ball six times out of the backfield. So assuming that Cobb is ready to go, he sounded like you actually wanted to go in the Detroit game. So now add on another three weeks to his to his schedule. We will be without MVS. But can Adam stay hot? Can Lazard stay hot? Can Aaron Rodgers stay hot? And can this offensive line do what they've been able to do for a vast majority of this year in stopping this San Francisco front from getting into the backfield? Yeah, I, I, I think this offense is playing on another level right now. Uh, you know, not one, but two running backs are feeling it. Aaron Rodgers is in another zone. You know, in the past seven games, he's just played – probably some of the best ball of his career. Uh, obviously, Devontae, we don't even need to say anything. He's going to get his. And, you know, we have other guys stepping up when we need them. You know, Alan Lazard, you know, playing ridiculously good right now. Josiah DeGaro having a little fun out there. And then we're getting Cobb back. So, I mean, there's just no way that this 49ers defense can stop us. It's just can they – can they slow us down enough? I mean, that's that's what they're going to do. This is a great defense. I'm not, nothing against the 49ers defense. It's just that's how good the Packers offense is playing right now. I don't even know if it's a great defense. It's a great front seven. But we put up 30 with this is the game that uh, Elton Jenkins had gone down just prior to. Um, so Yash Nijman got his first start or Nijman got his first start. Uh, Bosa destroyed him out of the gate. It was the fastest time to release Aaron Rodgers had uh, all season long at like 2.1 seconds average uh, from snap to throwing the ball. The entire pass, passing game concept back in week three was get the ball out super fast. So Bosa being a little dinged up, Fred Warner being a little dinged up, I think you, you figure that out quick, right? Like the first drive you throw some, some crossing concepts against Warner or some power runs or try to double Bosa and just make sure they're fully there. Like if they're not – fully healthy expose that right away so we can come back to that and expose them um, but they have nobody to stop Devonte. like Devonte should just have a day and if they play a coverage to stop him mvs being out is sad but the way lazard has played in the last five to six weeks and having cobb back there's no excuse to not put up 30 plus points and that's why i keep saying like even if even if the 49ers get a running game i i think do or do not get a running game going on the other side of the ball. Uh, I think this is a shootout because I don't, unless the Packers shoot themselves in the foot, unless they commit penalties or turnovers, they're putting up 30 plus. There's just nobody in that secondary to stop who we're putting out there. Ambry Thomas, Emmanuel Mosley, Kawan Williams, who got burned by Lazard, Josh Norman, like these guys cannot stop Devontae. So you got to put two on him, which opens up everything else. Yeah. No, great, great points. And and the only way the 49ers, I think their game plan is going to be try to create pressure against Rodgers. I mean, there, there's no way man will work. Zone zone will be very difficult. I mean, maybe they can, you know, try to do more pass coverage with Warner, but I think they have to try to create havoc in the backfield. Um, but with how our offensive line is playing and getting, you know, more depth, you know, and starters back, I mean, even if the starters go out, you know, we got guys right there that can come right in. They've been playing. They've been playing well. And I just think that's that's the hands up in that in that match, even even though the 49ers front seven, like you said, is amazing. Uh, but I, I just think we, we have the great matchup against him. So 
It'll be it'll be a show to watch though. I, I'm excited to see what Nick Bosa does out there. I'm excited. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of those games that we win because the tight ends and the running backs put on their hard hat and did work. Not only getting those tough yards and getting those first downs to keep drives going, but picking up blitzes and picking up, you know, stuff that falls through. Um, you know, it's awesome to see somebody of Aaron Jones stature not being scared at all to put get his body in front of somebody. And I think that's what's going to happen is that same group needs to also get some big catches. And we saw throughout pretty much the entire season, the the running backs have not been utilized as much as they were last year in the passing game. I would expect this hopefully knock on wood three game run, you're going to see the ball distributed in a lot of more creative ways. And Josh and I talked about it even over the weekend of it, there was moments last season where we would set up in the same formation, three plays in a row and each play was significantly different. And the defense was just looking around going, I don't know what's happening. We haven't had that Jones steps up like he's going to block and he shoots right through the gap in the middle of the field for for a touchdown. We've not had these moments where we've kind of uh, schemed as much as we did last year. And it almost feels like, well, we're winning games. So why open the playbook as much as we need to if it's working how it is? But I would be very, very interested to see how LaFleur mixes in kind of these creative plays versus saying this is our bread and butter. Let's make it work. But regardless of that. Tight end work by Big Dog. Let's see how it goes. And this running back crew, if they can get their yards in the ground and somehow, some way, open up our passing game even more, I'm with you guys. I think 49ers have a lot of pieces on defense. They're a little banged up, but I just don't think they have the wheels to keep up with Packers if the if this is a huge if the Packers come out of this quote unquote buy. Uh, firing all cylinders, which they have not in the past, yeah, which is my yeah. biggest worry. That's true. They've been slow to start. And not that last time we played them has anything to do with this time because so many things have changed. Uh, but we got out to a 17 nothing lead and then let them right back in it. So if you get out to a slow start, like I think the whole difference, you know, them being able to build a run game, you go up 17 nothing, like they don't have the time for a run game anymore, right? But Ryan, your your point is awesome because we've talked about it all year. A.J. Dillon in zero-degree weather. I know these are grown men mm, that get mm. big old paychecks to do it, but it's a business decision on where you're going to tackle A.J. Dillon. Like, and you got to go low, and those are those thunderous quads that are just going <laughs> to pop you in the head <laughs> no while you're doing that. So decision. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the time for him to, you know, it doesn't have to be a 100-yard performance, but, you know, even just going eight for 40, but it's those crucial three, four yard pickups that are just dirty and someone's got to do it. And he's dragging a pile. Let's go. You know, this, these are the next three games are for him. That's great. That's a great take. So let's get to some predictions. It'll be a seven fifteen kickoff for those out in green Bay freezing temperatures. I've, I've heard more stories about how many, uh, opponents are talking about how loud Lambo can get. That seems like the vibes are back with the Lambo crowd. I hope that every single one of those folks shows up and goes absolutely ballistic. But until then, let's do our prediction. What is your score and who is your MVP for this divisional round game? Let me Josh, go. Let you want to go, go let first? Me go, let me go. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, I truly do. 
I mean, I think this is a 50-50. I think it truly is. I think, you know, someone could get the upper hand or just have the ball last in good position. Um, but I think the Packers come out on top. I think it's very close, 31 to 24. Um, but I, I just think it favors the quarterback and wide receiver that have had no problem doing anything that they want all year. And that's Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. Um, like, like you said, I just don't see there's any, anyone in the secondary that can stop them. Um, and I think they're going to have a day. Uh, my, my MVP is Devonte Adams. I think he nears 200 and, uh, definitely one touchdown, if not a second. 200. Um, yeah. I think 200. he's going to have a day. One eighties, one You know, I was going to give you the stat line to, to boost up your pick from week three, which I just said had nothing to do with this performance, but the secondary is the same 18 targets, 12 catches, 132 yards that, you know, Adding 50 yards to that is not that crazy of a concept. 200 is just a big old number. I'm, I'm fine with it. This That's an MVP performance for sure. Let's go. That's funny. So in my notes, I'll go next. In my notes, I said uh, pick Devontae or Aaron for MVP, and I was hoping someone else would go first because I figured what do you guys have got to pick him, and I'll just take the other. So I want to call out there's so many things. This is going to be a close game. They are a good team, but I'm choosing to be confident. I think a lot of Packer fans are seeing that this is the the matchup we least wanted in in previous weeks. Uh, you're probably you're going to face an amazing team if you win, and then obviously then it's a Super Bowl problem. But all year long we've talked about this. We have said this is the team to do it. We have a defense. We got to fix special teams. Of course, there's things that can go wrong, but let's go in with some confidence. We are healthier than we have been all year. We have the MVP at quarterback. We have two great running backs. We have a wide receiver that can't be stopped, and we have a defense that is competent. So let's go in confident, and I'm going to give you a reason why. They snuck out of that game against the Cowboys. I know they were up big, but they snuck out of that game against the Cowboys, and without going into the final drives decision, the Cowboys beat themselves with 14 penalties. It was one of the most undisciplined playoff teams that I can recall seeing in my 33 years on this earth. So, yes, the 49ers look great, but they got an early lead. They did the Packers special of letting the other team back in it and almost lost it, even with a bunch of ridiculous penalties that the Cowboys were committing. So be the well-coached, disciplined team that we are. Let Rodgers do his thing. I think we put up a ton of points. I'm not comfortable, though, until the clock strikes zero because there's all those things we just talked about. I've got the Packers 35, the 49ers 27, and I'll pick Aaron Rodgers to go 300 yards and three touchdowns. Ooh, yeah, I, I think this is – I'm a big believer in, in karma and all that kind of stuff, and this is assuming that the Packers can go on a run here. They have two paths to the Super Bowl, both of which have storylines that are unbelievable. Either they kill the demon that is San Francisco – and then they get revenge against Tampa Bay or they kill the demon in San Francisco and face L.A. And which look at that coaching tree all from Washington hanging out together. If LaFleur can beat Shanahan and then McVay, the storylines either way of how this this season postseason could go are just incredible. And I'm with you guys. I I, I feel like it's a biased take by just I hope 
that the Packers come out ready to go. There's no second guessing. There's no, well, we'll see how this first quarter goes. It is just an ass whooping mode from the kickoff because we are going to get turnovers. We're going to make big defensive stands. We're not going to shit the bet on special teams and we're going to make plays on offense, at least get points just about every drive and we'll be fine. I have the final score 34, 24, I just I believe yeah, in the power of Lambo. I really do. Yeah, I really buddy. do feel like there is going to be some hyped up, hyped up fans. So I'll ask this question to finish it off before I give my MVP. Which I'm going to say he's going to freaking do it again. Rasul Douglas is somehow going to oh. find a way. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. I was going to say Savage because I spoke to Savage, but uh, I'm going to say Rasul Douglas seals. Seals his legacy of having one of the greatest nobody to somebody moments in NFL history. Yes, it will be unbelievable. So I want to ask this question quick. With everybody coming back, do you announce the starting offensive lineup or the starting defensive lineup? Offense. You let Bakhtiari come out of that tunnel, right? Yep. Yep. I'm I'm the same. Yeah, and then followed by Aaron Rodgers, your MVP quarterback. Mm. Oh, hey, over oh. under over under sacks that we we get on jimmy g three and a half over, over. i think we have four yeah. i was gonna say i thought you should put the number at four because i was gonna yep. say four <laughs> <laughs> over under how many sacks we give up at two and a half zero you no no that's no i do think it's gonna be under because the game plan will have everything to do with getting the ball out quickly even, even with bakhtiari and Myers back and Turner back. Sorry, Turner. Uh, I still think the game plans get the ball out quickly. You don't, you don't let Bosa wreak havoc on this. Rogers is too smart to let that happen. Oh boy. Hey, guys. Hey, we, we got, <laughs> we got bigger, we got bigger goals than this weekend. This whole we year did do. not lead up to divisional round. Mm-mm. Hey, this isn't going to be easy. This is the damn playoffs, but uh, we, we got, got bigger this. goals. We got bigger goals. They're so focused, was, but I'm just saying, let's let's not be hesitant. Let's go in there as a one seed. We have to. We have to. And I, I will say that uh, if <laughs> we talk about it just about every episode, if Pat McAfee's uh, interviews with Rodgers every week have shown us everything, he has opened up. He is he is in a mental state for this football team that he knows and we know this might be the last ride, and he is taking it as a, a business trip this playoffs and you get the same way when they were interviewing um just random players throughout the team preston was talking about it. he's like there's there's no more effing around we've gotten so close and we've screwed it up ourselves there is a vibe about this team that is is different than just about every year i can remember so i hope they uh i hope they put let's together. do it enjoy the yeah. saturday nights yeah, yeah so uh hopefully we'll be cracking beers on monday's recap but until then thanks everybody Go Pack Go!